Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. I've got a treat for you today because with us is a show host, an actor, and a producer who is known for Joel D. Winkup's The Craiglin Incident 3, Annihilation. Along with Ghost Trader and Just Hitched, we're going to talk to him about all of those, the things that he's doing. But I've got to tell you, our guest today really discovered his interest in the entertainment arena at a young age. In fact, he was known in middle and high school for being quite comedic, as well as having a number of roles in some of the school plays. He holds an associate's degree in science from Tampa Tech and... His most recent roles have been working as a background actor on two faith-based films, and he's quite active within that production company. Welcome with me today, Jose A. Roldan Jr. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me on. How are you tonight? I am doing really good. I am so happy and excited about the things that you've got going on. I'm delighted that you're here. And I've got to tell you, I am jazzed about what you're currently doing with these production companies. Love it. I'm excited about it too. (laughs) So let me just, I got to go back because you started early on noticing that you had this affinity for the entertainment industry. And did they start with the jokes and the comedy or did it start with getting roles in school plays? Um, I actually liked doing uh, roles in school plays and stuff like that because uh, back then when I was younger, I could actually memorize lines and everything and and it wasn't uh, that big of a a deal. Now, as an adult, um, it's a little bit more challenging, but I've always liked to be funny. Um, When I'm I'm doing something, I I like to, to laugh and I don't know, sometimes trying to be serious is very hard to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And, but definitely um, even in church, I used to do some roles as, you know, an actor and speaking parts. And uh, I don't know, it's just something about um, kind of being in the spotlight, um, being somebody that you're not for a short amount of time is actually kind of exciting. I have heard people say that, that they like to be able to put a persona on that they would never be able to do just in their regular life. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's just for a few moments, you can be anybody that you want to be. And, and that's the whole thing about acting or, you know, even doing plays is just for that short of time, you kind of put your mind and your thoughts into the character that you're playing. And sometimes you actually feel like you're that character and that way it makes the character better and it comes out better. And, and so that's that's why I like doing it. You have an escape. Yes. Escaping exactly. reality. I, I like that. And so and um, do you have any favorite roles that you played during middle school or high school? I remember one time in middle school, well, it was right at the cusp of middle school. I played Benjamin Franklin. Um, that was kind of kind of weird because I had to wear like a, a, a wig that had no hair. So he had a little bit of hair on the, the left and right. That was kind of challenging. Then I played one of the disciples in church. Um, that was really challenging. So, you know, playing stuff like that, especially um, characters that are in the past, uh, you know, it's to me, it's history when you play characters like that, especially if it's biblical or anything to do with uh, our nation's history is actually pretty cool. I like doing stuff like that. There's a lot of those types of events that I mean, Renaissance fairs, there's 
other historical things where there is um, an opportunity to get in character and people come to those festivals and things. Have you ever done any of those type of? No, I know in Tampa, they have a Renaissance festival, I believe once a year. And I have never been to that. I would like to go just to, just to see how the people dress up in, in that era. And then I know living here in Florida, they have a lot of uh, historical reenactments. Yes. Um, and I've, I've seen it on TV. I've just never been there before. And I used to participate in uh, a group called the Royal Rangers when I was in church. Well, I'm still in church. And they have people that actually dress up in the like the Western type era. And they, you know, they have the old canvas tents and they cook in Dutch ovens and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty neat. Um, basically, they're doing the same thing. They're reenacting times of the past. And it's actually pretty cool to see how they I mean, they they're literally you know, if they're there for a weekend, they're literally in character for that entire weekend. Yes. Um, they may actually be a certain person from that era and that's who they are. And it's actually pretty neat seeing them like that. Absolutely. It is. I know somebody who I, I worked with an organization many years ago that um, a couple of the, the members would do that. There was one in particular who was very into that. That was a focus of the purpose that he had in sharing history with people. And I think that what you're talking about too is so applicable in terms of entertainment, because oftentimes most of us in our life go back to things that we saw ourselves on film, on screen or on TV when we were younger. And that is history for us. We remember those times we relate to things that were going on in yes. our world at that time. If I think about a TV show when I was younger, nobody else might relate to that, but I can think about things that were going on in my childhood when that came out, the type of candy that you had, or um, when big gulps first came out, they were about this big and now they're about this big. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, so what, what the, the sizes that have changed, you get to see. So that's, I think it's also a form of, history. It is, it is, it's a form of history. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully I can do that more in the coming years. Yeah, I think it's neat. And so you are, you already have, um, you already have three credits to your name as far as just this, these things along, you're working with a faith-based production company. These are really exciting. Let me ask you, so how long do you think that you just kind of kept it inside before you started saying, okay, I'm going to go out there and just do this stuff. It's, it's been a while. Um, you know, I, I watched movies and stuff like that. And you always dream of being in a movie yourself. It, it just depends on whether you have a uh, speaking part or which basically I've been doing background acting parts and I've wanted to do it for a long time. Just never had the, the ability to, or the chance to do it. Um, you know, because my, at that time my kids were growing up, and, you know, you try to spend as much time with them as you can. Now that my my daughters are grown and they're out of the house, um, I do have a little bit more free time. You know, you know, my wife works and I work, but um, there is a little bit of free time to do something like this. Now, you know, it's not in the movie industry. It's hurry up and wait. And sometimes okay. you can be on set and you think you're going to get on camera right away. That that doesn't necessarily happen. And um there goes the train again. 
Um, but it doesn't necessarily happen. You know, when I was on set with uh, JC Films doing Ghost Trader, um, I was there. We didn't. We, we were supposed to be there, I believe, at five. We didn't actually start till seven. But then I didn't actually get in the film till around 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So because they had to film other scenes. So it's basically hurry up and wait. You know, you got to watch and film all the scenes and they may have to do it again. And um, so there's a lot of downtime. And, you know, just like here recently, too, I was in Just Hitched. And that was actually pretty neat. We were um, in Waimama, Florida. And being on the set there, um, hurry up and wait. You know, uh, I didn't get in until closer to the end of the day. And uh, but I got to watch him film other scenes. So it's it's a it's a lot of time consuming. You know, you're probably on your phone, bring extra battery packs. So that way, in case you run out of battery, um, you know, so it's it can be challenging. And and depending on where you're at, it can be hot or it can be cold. So, you know, just got to you got to prepare. You know, I brought my own little suitcase of everything that I could possibly need while I wait. You know, I call it my uh, actor suitcase. (laughs) Well, I think that what you're saying is such um, such an important piece of filming. And many times there are those that don't know what happens behind the scenes. I'll never forget the first time I was on set. I was there at least 12 hours. And it I wasn't expecting that. I just, I, I think I had the assumption then that you just go and you, you know, go in there. If you have lines, you do your lines and it's kind of it. And I, and I learned a lot that way. I learned a lot by being on set. In fact, I love even just being background because of the opportunity to really see the different techniques on how certain actors are able to achieve something so profound. And there's just a lot to learn, not only with that, but as far as what the crew needs to do to get things done. And of course, the catering services is great because you have all this great food oftentimes. And then you'll find that in some of the situations you'll go to film and that's not the case at all. But it really is neat to be on set and see the different things that happen And so one of the things that I like to share with the audience is different things that will help them in whatever it is that they've got going on in their life. And Mm -hmm. I will, I want to just take a moment to share that when you go into whatever profession that it is that you want to go into is really advantageous for you to go to that particular whatever job it is or whatever sort of character or role that you're going to be in life, go there, watch what happens. If you're going to be a police officer, go do a ride along. If you're going to be an actor, go on set. Or if you can, I mean, either as a background or sometimes they'll let you be in an audience situation. It just depends, but get involved with that. So you can see what really goes on. Because if you find that you dedicate a hundred percent to this, and you go and spend time in school or whatever the case may be. And you get there and you go, you know, this is what I expected. This isn't what I expected. So I need to do something else, you know, and then yes. you might just find you're so passionate about it. You'll know that this is your calling. That's, there's nothing else ever you want to do except for that. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. You know, if, if they get that opportunity to do that, see if it's what you really like. Um, I, I really like it. Yeah, it, it can be tiresome at times, but 
Um, you know, hopefully at the end of this month, I'm going to be on a Western. I'm just waiting for the uh, director to get back with me. And it's, you know, it's background acting, but you know, then again, it's still the background actors have a lot to do with the film too, because it kind of moves the film along when you see the people, even though they're not saying anything and that could also change too. They may want you to say something. That's true. That's true. You never know what can happen on set. And I always encourage people, and this is in any profession that you go into, you, the company that you surround yourself in can really elevate you to another level. And sometimes just being in the right place at the right time can make a difference. Oftentimes you'll hear people say, oh, it's who you know. And that's not the case. Sometimes if you're just out there and you are putting yourself in a position where you can network or be available. Sometimes that's all it takes to make a difference, to launch you into a position that you never thought you were going to get, or you thought it was going to be a little bit more difficult to ascertain. Yeah. Boom. There you go. When you can show up on set and somebody call in sick and they need somebody right then they're in the middle of filming and, you know, boom, or somebody, you know, breaks their leg or whatever. I mean, literally you want to not, not the figuratively break a leg, but you know, if something happens, they go, Hey, you, can you come over and do this? Do you think, do you know the line? If you know the lines? Wow. I mean, boom, you just never know. You just never know. Well, it's like, um, here uh, a week ago, this past Sunday, I, um, they had a casting call uh, with JC films for the biggest loser film that I'm actually involved in. Doesn't necessarily all have a speaking part, but I will be behind the scenes. And, so I auditioned for a part and uh, I, I studied my uh, monologue and I've done stuff like this in front of the people before, but this was going to be judged whether I got a speaking part or not. Okay. And I just totally like, I forgot like pretty much all that I had to say. So at that time you kind of have to, uh, you have like a mere half a second to figure out what you're going to say to kind of go along with what you've already said to make the monologue good. And, and I did it and hopefully it was good enough. Uh, then I had to do some sides where they um, had me try out for a part. And, um, but it's just, sometimes it was, it, it could be nerve wracking because um, just your mind goes blank and you don't know what to do. You're scared. And um, so we'll see, we'll see if I get a part. If not, that's fine. I'm still going to be um, taking pictures behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it can be scary. You know, it can be, and it can, everything can depend on the physical elements around you. So is it an open casting call and there's hundreds of people there? I mean, that can yes, be yes. intimidating. Is it a casting call where you didn't know that there was going to be a panel of people that you had to say these lines in front of? Did you think that it was going to be something different? This is why it's so important to get out there and be involved with whatever it is, whatever whatever it is you want to do so that you, you don't have that sense of fear when you get somewhere and you want to just go for it. You, you've got to know what's coming because the stage fright is a fear-based response and stage fright happens to people everywhere. I mean, you could be an attorney, you're yes. getting ready to talk in front of the judge or uh, the jury and all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> or I mean, just different things can can happen. But if you create different scenarios in your mind, you place role play scenarios with people around you and 
you learn everything that you can about whatever business it is that you're going to do, you have a better chance at just really just, just making it work for you. Yeah. Well, see, one thing I like about uh, doing the faith-based films that um, the two that I did, uh, especially with JC films, they, we have our own production group. So we're under the umbrella of the, the head JC films, which is out of, I think, West Virginia. Okay. And so each group makes their own films. And generally those films have uh, Dean Kane, Kevin Sorbo, and there's two other actors. I can't remember their names um, that have been in, in the entertainment industry for many years. And so, you know, then we have to come up with our own scripts after that, uh, which I have one that I'm trying to work on. And hopefully maybe that'll get, uh, get filmed because it is a true story. You know, I have to get some approvals from some of the people that's actually in it uh, before I submit it. But, you know, so that's one thing I like about being with JC films because not only with JC films, but when I was with just hitch group, you become a family, even after the, the filming is done. Um, you know, I've, I've connected with some of those actors on both sides, um, you know, like uh, Dennis Mallon, you know, when I met him on the set of just hitched, um, I, I used to collect autographs back in the day. And then when I heard his name and I looked him up, I'm like, dude, this guy's been in like 78 films and he's still filming. He's got a, a list of stuff that's in pre-production filming and all that stuff. Yes. And, um, you know, so we were working together as cartel members and I can't give, give away too much of the plot um, of just hitched, but you know, the guy is genuine. He's, he's really friendly, nice. You know, we sat down and had lunch together. We talked, um, I got a lot of pictures with him and, you know, I, th- the guy is just all around good. And, you know, I talked to him, I talked to him on the phone here recently so I, I like that. I like the camaraderie because we get to actually sit down and talk with these people. Um, and some of the actors that was in Just Hitched have been in 28 films, 26 films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's their season. They've they know how to do it better than I do. And, you know, watching somebody like Dennis, because he's been in so many films, you know, you kind of learn uh acting from just watching them, watching how they they react, how they talk, how they walk for the roles they're doing. So, you know, and I'm really glad I got to meet him. And then I, from him, I got to meet you because you, you guys know each other. And uh, so it's just it together. We're like a family now. So I, I, I talk to them and I'm going to have them on my podcast, you know, coming up. It's, it's going to be a while, but I got to, now that I'm doing the, the acting part, I got to kind of juggle everything for the acting and for the podcast. And it's not very easy, but I'm up for the challenge. So let's talk for a minute about that because we have not shared with the audience the things that you do as far as your own show. Tell us about your show. Well, my show is called The Jose Show and it's a podcast. Um, video coming soon. It's, it's just, it's a lot of work to do that part. Um, but I decided to start it about two years ago. I've always wanted to do podcasting. I just never had the time or the ability. And uh, when I first started out, Um, this was during the pandemic. We had a month off from work and, uh, I just said, you know what? I I looked up some information. I got me a cheap pair of uh, headphones with a microphone set with a microphone on it. And, um, then I just started, uh, sending requests out to people from, um, Instagram, Twitter, wherever I could find an actor or somebody that had any type of ability, um, whether they've had cancer, they were a board game designer, or they were abducted by aliens. I reached out to them and 
waited for their response. And then, of course, I had to send them Zoom links. And as I started getting a little bit better and more sure of myself, I invested a little bit more money into a soundboard, a better mic, better set of headphones. And, you know, so I tried to up the quality as much as I could. And it's really it's really fun to do to actually get to connect with people from all walks of life, whether they're actors or, or whatever. And, you know, I always prepare questions. I always try to watch uh, shows or documentaries that they're in. And, you know, people think that, um, Oh, it's easy to do a podcast uh, depending on what you're doing. Um, you know, but what I do is it takes time. Uh, even if I'm with the actor for 30 minutes, they got it. You got to account for the, the recording time, the editing time and the prep time. You know, it, it could be, I'll give you an example. I was going to have a person on, they canceled on me twice. I prepared for like five hours. And then on the third time they canceled again, stating they're too busy, but yet they've only been in one film. And I've had people on that's been in more films and it, it kind of hurt because I invested all this time to have them on my show and, you know, but that's part of the, that's part of the business. You're going to get rejection. And, you know, so I, I have to learn to brush that off if it does happen again. And thank, thankfully it hasn't, um, but it, it does take time. So don't think that you're going to come in and start doing a podcast just like that. You got to do a little research and, you know, you want to try to do it as professionally as possible in order to keep people coming back. Sure. And I, I strived my best at trying to keep it as professional as possible and but I really love enjoying doing it. And, and if anybody wants to do it, give it a try and but just study about it before you do it. That's a really good point, because there is a lot that goes into the production of a radio show, a podcast, mm -hmm. a TV show, a feature film, a short, a commercial, a play, anything where you have to address the public and that's including if you're a motivational speaker or a brand ambassador or an influencer you need to know your product and yes each episode your guest is your product you need to know them and if you want to be a good interviewer you can't just read something you've got to know what they do you've got to have seen their work you can't have a really really deep conversation with somebody without understanding a little bit about who they are, where they came from, why they're doing what they're doing, because the impact that that's going to make is absolutely crucial to what you're doing. And I think you have hit something that's really spot on because oftentimes people don't know how much goes in, how much work goes into it for, for those who are doing podcasts, radio shows, and TV shows, because the amount of time for preparation mm -hmm far exceeds the amount of filming time and in post-production, it far exceeds yes. it. And not only that, but even once it hits post-production, there's more that goes into it than, than that. If you have a team and you have someone that's writing um, descriptions for you as that's going out, that's great. That's great. But if you're the person that's doing all the research, setting all the appointments, doing... Um, everything that you need to do in studio prior to the interview, then your, your interview and everything else afterwards, it absolutely can be time consuming. But I want to say this for someone that's thinking about it, it can be one of the most rewarding things that you do, not only from seeing the skills that you have and that you continue to develop, but what you learn from each guest and that it is priceless. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I just, yeah, I it, it is, it. it is priceless. You know, like here recently I got to uh, speak at a rotary club meeting and I have never really done any type of speaking like that before, except for, you know, in high school and stuff okay. like that. But so that was actually kind of interesting. And I was really nervous because I've never seen these people before. And uh, so now I guess I'm going to be speaking again in about another month to the night Rotary Club. So I like that. And then another thing that I've gotten to do is my podcast is now on the, the radio, which is Internet Radio, uh, Turf Sub Radio. And, you know, I never thought that I would actually be on radio. So it's actually pretty interesting that basically my voice is pretty much heard um, literally around the world. And uh, so that's that's actually pretty neat. It is pretty neat. It's very exciting when you know that the things that you're going to share with someone is going to make a difference in their life or will give them an opportunity to think a little differently about something, a new perspective, some insight. And oftentimes you'll hear someone say, oh, this particular voice is so soothing. So for I'll give you an example. I have a specific show that I turn on every night when I go to sleep because the person, the narrator, the voice is just, it's just very comforting for me. Oh, wow. And if people do that with podcasting or with or music, they'll have a certain artist or in sometimes it's not a voice. It's just simply the music itself, the specific genre. And I mean, yeah. so every sound is a big part of our world. I mean, it's one of our senses and if you, if you were to take some, some part of your world throughout the day and stop having the sound, and you will notice that other senses will increase. So I'll give you an example. You can, you'll notice this when you're in the car driving, and if your car automatically starts turning down the volume for you when you step on the brakes, you'll start noticing that um, you're hearing and your other senses that help you be safe start yeah. to enhance. It's really interesting. Like it's shifting all your, your brain, all the focus. We're taking it from here and we're focusing on here what I need to do to be safe. So it is interesting. Yeah. And so sound can work the, in the opposite effect for us too. And be I need to hear that to relax the other things so that I can focus on just getting the rest that I need. So it's really interesting sound, you know, music soothes the savage beast or um, the different sayings that you have. And if you really stop to think about it, these are the reasons why. So here's another thing I'd like to share with the audience. If you're not used to doing that, start paying attention to how sound affects you and which senses that now become a little bit more enhanced for you. Are you smelling things a little bit different now? Are you a little bit more focused on maybe what you're thinking because self-talk is absolutely essential in making sure that it's, it's healthy for you. And then you might be saying, okay, this is an area I need to work on. Cause I, I heard some things in my head that I hadn't thought about too much before I knew it was there, but now I'm hearing it. So then I can shift it. So it's just interesting that you share that about your voice being, you know, resonating throughout the world because yeah. it will make a difference for someone. And oftentimes you'll never know it. Hopefully it does. You know, and I thank my family for putting up with me too. you know, um, you know, my wife, Jean, um, she's listened to some of my shows and and she likes them for the most part. I wish she could listen to more, but 
with her work schedule, um, it's kind of hard. And, you know, my daughters, they don't have a lot of time to listen either. But, you know, hopefully one day they will as well. And, and maybe I can have a, a new a podcast for my little grandbaby that was born just over a month ago, Symphony. So, you know, maybe she can join me one day when she's able to talk. Congratulations to you. This is exciting. It is. It is. So if someone wants to find a little bit more information about you or they want to listen to the work that you do, and it is a lot of work to have your show, tell them what the name of your show is. Give us some links. Let's hear what we can do and see what we can do to connect with you and make a difference in our own world. Okay. Um, I do have a website. It's called thejoseshow.com. Um, right now, I've got to update it a little bit more, but there is a player. So every new episode that comes out, you can click um, that episode or you can scroll down. There are links there, but then again, because I do this so much, I haven't had a lot of time to up- update it. Um, you can also go to Facebook and do a search for The Jose Show. And I do have a page. And um, you're also going to find another page called The Jose Show Zephyr Hills Edition which is kind of like my video arm for the city that I live in. Um, So you can go there as well, but it's just specifically for my city. And then um, I have a Buzzsprout site, which is where my podcast is hosted. Now the link on that, you would just have to do a search on Google and just type in the Jose show Buzzsprout. And that page will actually come up. I can't really give you the address because it's, it's kind of long. And uh, so you can do a search there. I am on all major podcast platforms. Um, just look for the Jose show. And then I'm also on Turf Up Radio every Monday at 1 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. So you can catch me on that and download that from the app store. It's called Turf Up Radio. Yeah. And that's basically where you can find me. That sounds very easy. And I wanted to throw in if you needed the URL for buzzsprout.com is the last portion of that is forward slash 1007206. Again, that's 1007206 at buzzsprout.com there. That's just the forward slash. You know, I have really enjoyed talking with you, Jose. We have so much that we can give to those that are coming across our way. And I encourage everyone that has an opportunity to check out the things that you're doing. Definitely see the faith-based films, even if maybe that hasn't been a genre for you before, because oftentimes if we just switch up the things that we're doing, we have a new perspective about other things. We learn more. We have, we have more things that broaden our scope. And so I encourage you to check it out. Check out Jose's IMDb page. You can follow him there as well. So you can always stay on top of the things that he's doing in film and definitely check out the show. Thank you so much, Jose, for being on today. I can't thank you enough. Your insight has really allowed us to share some things that I think are going to be great tools and resources for those that are watching and those that are listening. Thank you for having me on. It's it's been an honor and, and, a blessing. And, and it's kind of different being on the other end of the stick, you know, when I'm usually asking the questions, So, but I appreciate you having me on your show. I, I really do. I love it. I love it. I'm glad that you were here. Just, it just really made me very happy today. So I thank you again. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Our goal here is to make sure that you get an opportunity to meet others that will provide 
not only the things that I share with you, um, but things that they have to share, tools, resources, hope, inspiration, motivation, insight for something that can make you have a new perspective and become a little bit more healthy each time you watch. Thanks for tuning in today. I ask that you get this out to everybody you know, friends, family, everybody you know on social media, and everybody you don't. Thanks for tuning in.